Faith, Hope and Love, episode 132, The Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph, Year C. This feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph is a wonderful celebration of the close support and faithfulness that family can provide. Even though the Holy Family was quite unique, it still has all those characteristics of a wonderful family, of support, encouragement, and the nurturing of the human values and faithfulness to God. In this celebration, we particularly keep in our prayers all families, that God will defend and protect them. Families are called the domestic church, because that is where Christ is first preached, worshipped and taught. This is Faith, Hope and Love. When I was a child My speech and thoughts were like a little child But as an adult put away those words A child no longer now but speaking as a man Faith, hope, and love abide And the greatest one is love The shepherds went in haste And found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in a manger. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, as we come together on this feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you are mighty God and Prince of Peace. Lord, have mercy. You are Son of God and the Son of Mary. Christ have mercy. You are Word made flesh, the splendour of the Father. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to of good we praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father. You take away the sins of the world. 
and of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit in the glory, Let us pray. O God, who were pleased to give us the shining example of the Holy Family, graciously grant that we may imitate them in practising the virtues of family life and in the bonds of charity, and so in the joy of your house, delight one day in eternal rewards. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel, chapter 1, verses 20 to 22 and 24 to 28. In due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I have asked him of the Lord. Elkanah and his household went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and to pay his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, As soon as the child is weaned, I will bring him, that he may appear in the presence of the Lord and remain there for ever. I will offer him as a Nazarite for all time. When she had weaned him, she took him up with her along with a three-year-old bull, a measure of flour and a skin of wine. She brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh, and the child was young. Then they slaughtered the bull, and they brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who was standing here in your presence praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed. And the Lord has granted me the petition that I made to him. Therefore I have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives. He is given to the Lord. She left him there for the Lord. The Word of the Lord Blessed are those who live in your house, O Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, indeed it faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Blessed are those who live in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than live in the tents of wickedness. Blessed are those who live in your house, O Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. John. 
chapter 3, verses 1 to 2 and 21 to 24. Beloved, see what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God, and we receive from him whatever we ask, because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son Jesus Christ and love one another just as he has commanded us. Whoever obeys his commandments abides in him, and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the Spirit that he has given us. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia. Alleluia, Open our hearts, O Lord, to listen to the words of your Son. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 2, verses 41 to 52. Every year the parents of Jesus went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travellers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? but they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in favour with God and human beings. The Gospel of the Lord On this feast of the Holy Family, I came across a beautiful poem by the English poet Godfrey Rust, and it's called Midnight in Bethlehem, 0 AD. One or two people in difficulty, out on the street with a donkey and a wife, 
Joseph had reached a bad point in his life with the kind of problem that won't go away, a woman in labour and nowhere to stay. Now the root of it all when you boiled the thing down was too many people in too small a town. When they dreamed up a plan of administration for a poll tax on all the Jewish nation, only a bureaucrat somewhere in Rome would send everyone back to their ancestors' home, for little old Bethlehem wasn't designed to cater for David's prolific line. No room at the inn, no room anywhere. They gave him the only place they could spare, and the promised Messiah was born that night on the floor of a stable without any light where they cut the cord and cleaned up the mess and wrapped him in somebody's workaday dress. And while Mary slept there exhausted and cold, Joseph sat by feeling helpless and old. This wasn't the way he had thought it would be when the angel had told him that destiny chose them to look after the Holy One. No, this was a farce. What God had done was to trust the care of the Saviour instead to a man who could not even find him a bed. If only he had planned it more carefully then, if he only could go back and do it again. When the shepherds burst in all breathless and wild and stopped in their tracks when they saw the child, they shifted their gaze from the baby's bed, and their eyes met his and he nodded his head. Standing awkwardly, not knowing quite what to do, now they all knew for certain the story was true. They stayed there for minutes, it might have been years, not one of them spoke. Their hopes and their fears were gathered around this helpless God as their minds tried to grasp what it meant. Where he stood, Joseph was silent, as finally he saw this was how it was planned to be, that the smell and the dark and the dirt and the pain were not Joseph's mistake, but God's choice once again. Past midnight in Bethlehem, Joseph knew that men would be saved despite all they might do. He could not control it, he did not understand. He felt like a baby himself in God's hand. He remembered the angel had said that his name would be Jesus, God saves. He glanced up and saw that the shepherds had gone. Day had dawned. From the floor Mary gazed at him, quizzical on her straw bed. The tiny God-child cried out to be fed. Joseph moved to the business of the new day, gave the child to its mother, the donkey some hay. It's really beautiful and it talks about the absolute miracle of God's action in the ordinary daily events of life and the messiness which God chose to come into and make his home. We all pray for peace, peace in the world, peace in our own families, peace in our own hearts. As with every worthy desire, the holding of an idea is often easier than putting it into practice. The readings today remind us that peace indicates an absence of conflict. But peace does not promise an absence of differences. True peace does not necessarily indicate an absence of misunderstanding, nor does it deny opposing opinions. True peace implies holding contradictory or opposing forces in harmony. Perhaps such a definition might be more helpful when we seek the meaning of an ideal community or an ideal marriage or an ideal family or so many other ideals. We do not really mean uniformity but rather two solitudes embracing or a unity, a communion of difference 
that enriches each other. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. The first reading and the Gospel make it clear that the families presented there, very much holy, are also far from the ordinary. They are very different from the classical definition of a family in some senses. In the first reading, Hannah, in gratitude for God's gift to her of her only child, Samuel, whom she had longed for and prayed for over many years, dedicates her newborn son to God and gives him to the temple to be a holy man dedicated to God's work. Not the usual approach for a family. In the Gospel, Jesus is God's son. Joseph is his stepfather. Joseph and Mary have a unique relationship as husband and wife. Their care and support for each other, their openness to God's will in their lives, and their dedication to supporting and nurturing and assisting each other as a family unit and in their individual vocations in life is truly an inspiration for us all and a wonderful model for every family and community. Is there really any family that can say of itself, we are perfectly average? Each family is unique and has its own individual characteristics because it is made up of unique individuals. In the Gospel, I don't think that Jesus was trying to be rude in any way. His parents were desperate to find him. He is lost in Jerusalem for three days. Many years later, he will be, in a very different way, lost for three days again in Jerusalem. But at that time it will be three days lost to death by crucifixion and being lain in the tomb. And again at that time his mother will go through an even more awful anguish. But back to his childhood, Jesus' reaction this time was one of confusion. But why were you worried? Did you not know that I must be about my father's affairs? And of course his family do not understand what he is saying. Jesus is already wise beyond his years. He is a smart kid and quickly realises that being about his father's affairs at this stage of his life means that he must go back with his family and respect and learn from his mother Mary and his stepfather Joseph and grow as he learns from their wisdom and guidance. Mary realises that she must ponder and reflect and learn from Jesus and the events of his life and she prayerfully contemplates the meaning of his vocation, which is unique and special. We too must follow Mary in constantly reflecting on the meaning of Christ's life and contemplating deeply and prayerfully on what Christ's life and actions mean for the events in our lives too. We must be brave. We must be open. We must be ready to have regular shifts of our thinking and an attitude of openness and discipleship. The Holy Family's respect and openness to listen and learn from each other, to support each other in the calling each person has, is important. We might all have plans and hopes for members of our family, but the best thing we can do, ultimately, is to listen and dialogue with them about the inner calling and vocation that each is uniquely called to search for and live out. And this might be a vocation or a calling that's different from our hopes and expectations for them. In the end, openness to God, who is at work in the lives of each of us, is the most important thing and living and working with each other in respect and love. 
It's astounding that 2018 is now coming to a rapid close. Can you believe that it will soon be 2019? I pray that this new year will be a time of wonderful grace for all of us as we, with Mary, ponder and treasure the many things that God is doing in our lives. And may God grant us peace in our hearts and lives and give us open, prayerful and grateful hearts. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The family of Nazareth calls us to the manger. Now in faith, we come to pray for the needs of all. For the family of God, that the church may be united in heart, mind and voice. Lord, hear us. For the family of the world, that our efforts for peace will end conflict and division. Lord, hear us. For families everywhere in need, that during this season and throughout the whole year, we may be aware of their situation and make practical solutions to help them. Lord, hear us. For this faith family, that we will show the love of God's only Son to all we meet. Lord, hear us. For those who are in ill health and those who care for them, that the Lord will touch their lives with healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For the family of God seeking eternal rest, that they may find light, happiness and peace, especially those who have gone before us into eternal life and for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Eternal Trinity, we ask you to hear us. Be close to us as we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. We offer you, Lord, the sacrifice of conciliation, humbly asking that through the intercession of the Virgin Mother of God and Saint Joseph, you may establish our families firmly in your grace and peace. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For on the feast of this awe-filled mystery, though invisible in his own divine nature, he has appeared visibly in ours, and begotten before all ages, has begun to exist in time so that raising up in himself all that was cast down, he might restore unity to all creation and call straying humanity back to the heavenly kingdom. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Our God has appeared on the earth and lived among us. Let us pray. Bring those you refresh with this heavenly sacrament, most merciful Father, to imitate constantly the example of the Holy Family, so that after the trials of this world we may share their company for ever. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope you're continuing to enjoy this Christmas octave and may God bless you and your family and friends and safe travelling. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. 
The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love, theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, Original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.